0: Well, good evening, everybody. My name's uh, Luke, as has been mentioned. Um, I have preached on Sunday mornings uh, before, but this is my first Sunday night. But I've always been in youth ministry, uh, so you guys are more my people anyway. So this works for me. Uh, also, Sunday night, you've only got to preach for 25 minutes, so that really works for me as well. <laughs> that's about my attention span. So so that's good. So um, as I said, my name is Luke. I've been in uh, I was a youth pastor at my uh, previous church. Just finished up with there uh, a year or so back. Uh, I know I'm pretty old for a youth pastor. They used to sort of wheel me out in the wheelchair, and I'd watch the night, and they'd wheel me back again. Uh, so uh, done a bit of that. Um, I uh, ran Alpha, and we moved over here from South Australia. So I was the state coordinator for Alpha for a little bit uh, in South Australia. So that was that was fun. Got to run prison Alpha as well. So good little church boy like me, spending time in the maximum security section of the Yatla prison. That was a bit of an eye-opener. Uh, anyone, ever, anyone else ever been to prison? No, don't put your hand up. And I actually grew up, uh, my dad started a, a Bible college, I actually grew up on a Bible college. Uh, so, like, if you're talking about pastors, kids, and people who've been in and around church, I th- I'm, I'm not sure you get more churchy than, than sort of living at a Bible college, so... I've been around for a while, done a, done a bunch of different stuff, um, and we've been coming here for about uh, sort of middle of last year. We started, uh, my wife and I started uh, started coming along here, and we're we're really loving being a part of the community. We felt really welcome and uh, and loving the church. So, I do come from a Pentecostal background. Um, so when I preached in the morning service, I said, if you've been sitting in a Baptist church, and you've always wanted to bust out an amen or a praise the Lord while the preacher's doing. tonight is your night, because it'll just look like you're supporting me and not being non-Baptist. So you can, you can give it one tonight if you've always wanted to. Tonight is your night to go sneaky little praise the Lord or hallelujah in there. It's all, it's all good, all right? So we're going to start tonight with chocolate. Praise the Lord. There we go. <laughs> we're straight into it. I like it. That was excellent. I couldn't have set that up better if I tried. (laughs) So I'm going to start it with a question tonight. I want to ask you who your favorite Bible character is and why. You can't say Jesus. This is the only time Jesus is the wrong answer, okay? You can't say Jesus. So maybe it's, I'll come straight to you. Maybe it's like, you know, Daniel in the lion's den or, or my favorite female character in the Old Testament is Esther. She kind of saved her entire people just by refusing to compromise. So, favourite Bible character? Jonathan. And why? Because he stood up against his father. <laughs> Do you hear that? Jonathan, because he stood up against his father. Uh, uh, maybe we need to have a chat after the service. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Yeah. Why? Uh, he went with Paul through all the horrible stuff. Okay, good. I like it. Anybody else? Yes, over here. Yeah, Noah. Noah, yeah. Because he built an ark. Need no other cool, cool reason. Yeah, go. Oh, there you go. Excellent. You what about Nehemiah? You don't like that? Sorry, dad joke. Anybody for Thomas? No, I doubt it. Um, oh, dad jokes. I've been a dad for 22 years. You've got to let me wipe one. Elijah because he didn't die. I like it. We've got... We've got my hand up there. Yeah, go. Sam's the best, you got MMs, good work. Okay, so, so my favourite Bible character is the Apostle John. And I love John because John was Jesus' best mate. And he referred to himself in his gospel as the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I just reckon that's awesome because Jesus loved everybody else as well. But John was just like, Jesus loves me. Which that's another whole message that I'm not preaching tonight, but it's a cool point anyway. So... John is Jesus' best mate and he set out to write his best mate's life story. Now I thought about that and I don't think I'd want my best mate writing my life story. I reckon there might be some bits and pieces in there, some sort of bad boy moments that, that I might not want in a, in a life story. I don't know if you think about your best friend writing everything you've ever done. Um, there might be some sneaky little bits in there you're not really fond of. But Jesus and John were best mates. Now, I've got to give you some background to the the writing of John, and this is the point where when preachers normally start talking about this kind of stuff, you go... So, stay with me, because it's actually really good, all right? We're going to talk just really quickly about when John was written and why John was written. So, the next slide coming up. Right, so, Mark was actually written first. I don't know if you know, but a lot of the books in the Bible aren't actually in chronological order. So Mark was written about 70 AD, Matthew was written 85, Luke sort of 85 to 95 AD, and John in about 110. So why that's relevant is because John was Jesus' best mate. So he's looked at the other three Gospels, everything everyone else wrote, and he went, dude, you missed some stuff. Jesus did all this cool stuff and you haven't included it. So John's come back and gone, you need to put this stuff, you need to know this stuff. And the other thing is, Matthew was a disciple, Mark and Luke weren't even disciples. So John is Jesus' best mate, first-hand experience, coming back and going, here's the important stuff. So why that's all relevant, because if John said it, this is Jesus' best mate going, this is really important. So on the next slide, we're going to show how many miracles are recorded in each gospel. I think if I've got it in order, excellent. So Matthew's got 20 miracles in it, Mark's got 18, Luke 20, and John's got eight. And six of those are not in the other gospels. So you're told you, it's actually interesting stuff. So, so the reason that's so important is because these are key points that John, Jesus' best mate, thinks we need to know about Jesus so if it's in John it's really important and there are six miracles that aren't even in the other gospels so we're going to come back to all that in just a minute in John chapter 8 verses 58 Jesus starts really stirring some stuff up with the Jewish people but before there a bit of background to where it's at Jesus has not long ago healed a guy on the Sabbath. Who knows that's a bad thing? You've been in Sunday school, you've been in church long enough. Can't do that. Jews don't like that. You can't do any work on the Sabbath. So he healed this bloke and told him to pick up his mat and follow him, which you're not supposed to do. You're not allowed to do any work. Can't pick up your mat. So the Jews are really cranky at this point. Have you ever been so angry with someone that you've said something really stupid when you're arguing with them, arguing with your brother or sister and you've just come out with something dumb when you're arguing? The Jews are arguing with Jesus in this chapter, and they said to them, we're Abraham's descendants, we've never been slaves of anyone. Egyptians, Babylonians, Persians, Greeks, and now the Romans, putting all those aside, they were correct. So they're pretty grumpy, so grumpy that they're just saying stupid stuff. Jews have been enslaved for... Five times you could argue the Romans were enslaving them, certainly ruling over them, but certainly four separate times the Jews had been slaves. So Jesus answered them, sorry, the Jews answered him, and then they just get all racial. You know when people start start insulting, they just go to the lowest common denominator straight away when they get really angry? The Jews have gone to him and they just said, you're a Samaritan and you're demon-possessed. Just kind of cutting straight to it. So the Samaritans actually a racial slur. The Jews and the Samaritans were sort of sects of 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 Judaism, didn't like each other. Calling someone a Samaritan was the highest of insults. And Jesus doesn't even acknowledge it. He ignores that point and just goes, I'm not possessed by a demon. Doesn't even bother with the, with the racial slur. But he goes on in verse 49, if you're following along at home, we're in John 8. Uh, and he says... I'm not possessed by a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. So he's not being really nice here. He's just sort of giving it straight to him, not pulling any punches. He says, in verse 51, "Whoever obeys my word will never see death." Then they're getting really grumpy. Now we know you're demon possessed. Abraham died, and so did the prophets. And Jesus says he he goes on, and then he says. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. To Baptist Sunday school song, Baptist in Sunday school, do you sing Father Abraham? They're nodding. I can't ever read Father Abraham without going right arm, left arm, right leg, left. Yeah, good. Otherwise, it would have looked really stupid if that Baptist church wasn't a thing. Um, So Jesus then goes on, he says, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was born, I am. Now, that sounds like a weird turn of phrase, right? To say before Abraham was born, I am. But what Jesus is saying here is he's, in the Jewish culture, you, the name of God was so holy you couldn't even say it. So they would often say, I am referring to the name of of God. uh, Going back to the story of the burning bush, we're talking a lot about Sunday schools tonight. Uh, The Sunday school story of of the burning bush, for those that that remember that, Moses is in the desert and he sees this this bush that's on fire and and God speaks to him out of the bush and tells him to go and uh, uh, save the Israelites. And uh, Moses says, who shall I say sends me? And God says, tell them, I am, has sent you. So when Jesus says this, and John records Jesus saying this, and none of the other Gospels do, when John says this, or quotes Jesus, there's no misunderstanding. Jesus is saying straight up that he's God to these people. It's his way of saying, yep, I'm God. At this time, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple. I love how the Bible just says things so just one sentence that could be like a forty page section, like, how does Jesus just slip away when they want to stone him? if you' like walk through a wall or something I don't know, but I reckon that could, be, that could that could have been explained with a lot more detail how Jesus just slipped away from a crowd that wanted to stone him that if John says it, it's critically important, and John quotes Jesus as saying, "I am." God straight up so more chocolates there's seven other times in John Jesus says I am who knows what they are she says I am I am the way the truth and the life yes another one yes you are sitting in a great position to say that (laughs) see if I can get chocolates to you. Not quite. He says, I am the light, and he can't even see because the light's shining in his eyes. Anybody else? Yes. Door of the what? Did you say the door of the sheep? <laughs> the gate? Is that the one you're going for? Okay, that'll do. There you go. <laughs> Anybody else? The vine. the vine, yeah. Old people getting in on free chocolates. <laughs> Anybody I'm not here to make friends. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Right at the back. The bread. Yeah, come and get your chocolate. It's too far for me. Yeah. So there are seven. He says, "I'm the light of the world. I'm the gate. I'm the good shepherd." I still didn't get it to you. Uh, I'm the resurrection. We can put those up now. Um, the bread of life. The light of the world. All these are preceded with an "I am" statement. Uh, I am the resurrection, the way, the truth, and the life, and the vine. So he's just hammering this message home. So, who can tell me the first four words in the Bible? This is an easy one. That's three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the beginning, God. I love that being the first phrase in the Bible. Just to go, you got your hand up. I don't know why, but you can have a chocolate anyway in the beginning God I just love that that's the very first thing the Bible says before everything else has happened before everything else has started to build up before everything's for every problem that's ever been created in the beginning God slightly less well known verse it's the first one in John who can tell me the first sentence in John in the beginning was the word exactly I asked for one. (laughs) In the beginning was the word, right? First thing John says. So the very first thing that Jesus' best mate says in his gospel is, Jesus is God. And then he reiterates, says it again, time and time again, through his gospel. He says, I am, I am, I am. John wants us to know that Jesus is God. He wants us to know this very critical, key piece of information right from the start. It's the most important thing. It's the very first thing in his gospel. In the beginning was the word. And he hits us with it straight up. So why is that so important? It's really important because there are times in our lives when we just need to know that Jesus was there before. He's there during and he's going to be there after. I like to tell stories when I when I preach and I want to tell you a, a story where we needed to know we needed to know this. So I've four children, my oldest is uh, is 22, uh, Wyatt, and I've got three daughters who are all turning 16, 18 and 21 this year. That's an expensive year. It's a lot of birthday parties. There's one next weekend. But in my last church, I'd, I'd just, we were living up in the Arrow Valley at the time in Seville. When the church was in Endeavour Hills, we were in the process of, of moving closer to the, to the church. About a 40-minute drive to the church. And we were um, the, very, the very first time I was involved in, in ministry in the church, much like Jordan did tonight, I was just chairing the meeting. I just started at the church. I had just getting to know everyone. I said, Sunday night's a great time to start. You can get up, do the announcements, run the meeting. No problems. So I was there and the rest of the family was at home. My son was out, my wife and all three daughters were, were at home. So the meeting, uh, meeting finished, all went fine. I didn't stuff anything up. So it was all good, first time. And I got my phone out, turned it off silent and there were seven or eight missed phone calls all from my house. You ever had a moment where you just know straight up that something's just hit the fan and your whole body just starts... Tingling that adrenaline rush you get. And I'm looking at my phone, going seven or eight missed phone calls at home. Something's Something's gone pear-shaped tonight. So I um, obviously called home and Tia, my oldest daughter, answered it. Excuse me. Tia, my oldest daughter, answered the phone. And she said, Dad, you've got to get home. We think Lani's dying. So Lani's my youngest. She was about... 11, I think. And Tia couldn't say much more because she was too upset. And Tash couldn't speak to me because she was dealing with Lani. And I said it was about a 40-minute drive from Endeavour Hills to Seville. Who knows it didn't take me 40 minutes <laughs> to get home that night. I'm not exactly sure how long it did take. And uh, I did break every speed limit on the way home that night. I'm sure God forgives me. And I got home and we were, it was a paved road all the way to our house and the last sort of 50 metres were dirt and I, I drove in and the car skidded to a stop at the front of the house here and the ambulance there with, uh, with a, you know, flashing lights and everything. And so what had happened that night is at the moment, we worked it out later on. As Jordan did tonight to come up to give the announcements. The moment I set foot on stage the very first time I was involved in any form of ministry or leadership at that church, the devil decided to take that moment. I I told this story to myself several times at home, so I didn't do this. Uh, The devil decided to take that moment, and Lani stopped breathing as I stood on the stage. So Tash was dealing with... With Lani, she sent uh, Tia and Keeley from the room uh, so they didn't watch their sister die and called the ambulance. So the ambulance, the ambulance paramedics arrive and they, they run in the door and they, they don't even bother taking her shirt off. They, they cut up the front of her shirt and they just inject into a st- adren- adrenaline straight into her chest and it starts to loosen up her larynx and she starts to breathe again. And she's still with us. But my wife was holding her uh, in her arms thinking, thinking she was dying. Tia and Keeley were out of the room so they didn't see it. They didn't know what was happening. I'm at church doing God's work and the devil took that moment. He took that moment to attack my family. It could have been easy then to go, if this is the cost of ministry, if this is the cost of doing God's work, I'm out of here. I wasn't even preaching. I was just leading the meeting. It would have been easy to take that step. But I didn't because I'm here preaching now. And Lani's fine. But it's moments like that when everything goes pear-shaped, when you need to know that Jesus has been there from the beginning. He's walking you through it now. And he's going to be there when it's all done. Maybe that's your story tonight. Maybe you've got problems at school with, with kids and relationships and, and things happening in, in school. You know what? Jesus was there before it all happened. He's walking you through it now. And he's going to be with you when it's all done. Maybe you're a bit older than that and you've got career concerns. You're in uni. You're not sure what's happening with your applications. You're not sure about the course you've enrolled in. Well, you know what? Jesus was there before. He's holding your hand, walking through with it now and he's going to be there when it's all done. Maybe you're older again, you've got problems in your in your marriage, you've got difficulties in your career and you're not sure what's happening. Jesus was there before. He's walking you through it now and he's going to be there when it's all done because in the beginning was God. Was the word with us. In the beginning God in the present God and in the future, God. I've had a couple other moments in my life where I've nearly been, nearly been bankrupt. Both times other people did things that, that affected us, and I couldn't, see the, I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I was sharing this story with, uh, with Mark Awood and Pete Nielsen, who's now in the light. Um, <laughs> last night... Uh, and one time I handled it really, really badly and knowing all of what I'm talking about tonight, I still handled it really badly and I, I dropped my bundle. But you know what? Jesus was still there. He sorted it all out in a matter of days. And the next time that happened, I did learn my lesson and I trusted God to sort it out and he did. Because in the beginning the word and is with us all the time we're going to get the, uh, the band up as I said I uh, come from a, uh, a bit of a Pentecostal background so uh, I was chatting to Jordan about this, this earlier, um, we're going to stand and we're going to sing a, sing a song together and if you're in a, in a moment where you need to know that Jesus is there walking by your side now I'd love to just pray with you, get Jordan to pray with you, get one of the other leaders to to pray with you, just to help you get through that time when you know that the devil has got it in for you. So we're going to ask you to stand. We're going to sing this song. And if you'd like to just make your way at the front, we can sit down at the front, we can stand at the front. But I'd just love to pray with you and help you get through this moment and help you know that Jesus is by your side. All mm-hmm. right.